This is the Check It Out podcast from the Moraine Valley Library. I'm Troy. I'm Tish. And we have two special guests who I'll let introduce themselves and talk about where they are on campus. I'm Amanda, and I'm over in the Code of Conduct and Student Life office. I am Angelo Green, a student as well as from the Student Life Department. Fantastic. Welcome to both of you. We're going to talk about the musical Hamilton, which is our one book, one college program. And we've done um, many lectures, panel discussions, and we thought we would add to the conversation with this podcast. So thank you. And I think to start us out, why don't we talk about how you guys fell in love with the musical and how you found it and what it means. Sure. So I found Hamilton, um, a family friend who is uh, very into theater, works professionally in theater, had recommended it. Um, took a while and then got um, got the album as a gift. Started listening to it and didn't stop. I was actually in another show at the time and didn't learn my lines or songs because I was listening to Hamilton all the time instead. I eventually learned them. Um, but it took a while because it just became... Um, you know, something I was constantly listening to and felt like it it did for theater what, you know, Jesus Christ Superstar did for rock operas, that kind of thing. It has that same, I think, impact on the theater world. So just fell in love with it and have tried to convert everybody since. Yeah. So um, for me, it was actually one of my former uh, coworkers who I worked with last year at the time. His name is Will, and so he knew that I was into musical theater, and so he was telling me about how, like, oh, how historically accurate this is, because he's very into history and different things like that, so um, he showed me a couple things. He played the album, like, I, I didn't even have the album at all this time last year. This time last year, I really wasn't, like, into really learning that much at the moment, and so... He played it for me in the car, and he was like, oh, yeah, it's by this great guy named Lin-Manuel Miranda. And granted, I knew who this man was. I just forgot who the name was and what the face looked like. <clears throat> and so for me, um, when I finally like looked up on Wikipedia and saw who uh, Lin was, I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this guy before because he was on, uh, I think, like the, two, like the late 2000s edition of uh, Electric Company. And so he was part of the reboot. And so I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this man before. I've seen In the Heights. And so I know who this man is. And so I was just like, oh, my gosh, this man is insane. And so uh, I started listening to the album over the summer. I checked it out here, actually, at the library. Shameless plug. Nice. But, um, yeah. So I, I, I listened to I listened to the uh, first uh, CD and instantly got hooked. I already knew uh, the first uh, song, Alexander Hamilton. And so I listened to everything else. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? This is going to take over my summer. And it definitely did. I love the album. Everyone I talk to about it loves it. And so, again, for me, that was uh, my kickoff to Hamilton. So thank you, Will, if you're listening. (laughs) Maybe we can talk a little bit about what makes it so popular or even personally how you see yourself connecting to it and that maybe what others see in it. Yeah. Um, I know for me, uh, I, I do like the diversity of the cast. I know, we saw, I know we talked about that a little bit before. And so, again, for uh, the cast to be so diverse and play, like, you know, having African-Americans play uh, white men who were, you know, pretty much the founders of America, it was kind of really cool to see that because, again, it, it, what Lynn uh, pretty much said was that how America doesn't look like that anymore, and so we need to include all different types of people who are women, uh, biracial, different types of ethnicities and creeds and different things like that, and so 
by doing that, it kind of sort of breaks down the whole typecasting barrier. Because I know for me, and someone who's into musical theater and, and wants to get roles, but knows <laughs> that he's not going to be able to be Tony in West Side Story because of it. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it's just these things that I really want. And just seeing that, it kind of sort of changed up the game. And so that hopefully maybe, you know, God forbid, 50 years from now. But again, I want to see kids having those roles that they want without mm-hmm. having to be like, oh, I'm a woman or I'm, you know, I'm African-American or some type of, you know, something that's different that you don't really get to see those characters with that even though that sometimes it is necessary for that character to be, sometimes that's not, you know, what's really should be called for. We should try to break, you know, the, you know, the stereotype, you know, the, right. the typecasting. And so, again, that's one of the things for me that I liked about it. That was like the number one thing. Yeah, I think uh, I remember an interview with Lynn manuel where he talked about how if you were in theater and you were Puerto Rican, uh, you could play Bernardo in West Side Story, <laughs> yeah. or you could play, uh, I think there was uh, Benny in In the Heights, which he yeah. wrote. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a lot out there about, you know, Lynn manuel is like, okay, there's not roles for me, I'll just... I'll just write them. I'll write my way in yeah. um, to paraphrase his song. So um, it's it's been really good to see that. And I think there's there's always been a lot of talk, um, especially recently, about colorblind casting on Broadway. And you know, there's there's different schools of thought on it. Um, you know, we've we've seen it done with um, Audrey McDonald in 110 in the Shade on Broadway, the revival of that, and then. Uh, I don't love to reference it when referencing Broadway, but NBC Live's Sound of Music. Um, um, not, that's something I would usually mention um, in the same connection uh, with Lynn Manuel. But, you know, she played the uh, the Mother Abbess in that. And, um, you know, so it can be done really well. But like Angela was saying, you know, there's there's times where if you're an actor of color um, that you're looking for roles and it's and it's always, oh, yeah, you could get this role even though not you can you can have this role and, you know, this part of you. Um, is going to add to that. And I think that's what's part of the popularity of this um, is that everyone can connect to something in it. Um, So, you know, there's really strong women in the show. Um, There's a lot of themes about family and redemption and forgiveness and, um, you know, the theme of an immigrant rising up and and being strong and overcoming personal trouble. So it's interesting because, you know, even in my, you know, just my circle of friends, who all have very different lives and experiences and different levels of interest in theater, everyone has found something that they can connect to in Hamilton. And I think that's what sets it apart from other Broadway shows where it's sort of like, you know, 42nd Street. It's a great show, but you, right. you kind of have to really love right. <laughs> tap dancing to get into it. And, and that's about all they got for right, you. Right. Um, with Hamilton, there's, you know, there's sort of something for everyone. So I think that's why um, it has become so popular um, because everyone can, can connect to something in it. Lin-Manuel talks a lot about, like, his connection to hip-hop, and that's obviously a huge part of the show. Is that something that you think um, makes it popular? Is that a piece of it that is that for you is really important? Yeah, yeah, definitely for me. Um, because, again, I, I remember uh, there was a time where teachers thought it was cool to rap in, in class, and, <laughs> and it was kind of corny. And so for us, uh, so... Um, at first when I heard about like, oh yeah, it's history and it's rap. I'm like, okay, it's one of those things. But it's like, you know, kind of, kind of like, uh, uh, what was, what was that, uh, old school TV show on ABC? 
school, not, not School of Rock, but Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. There yeah, it it's kind of like that. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, it's kind of like that. But at the same time, you know, he 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 references different things where you know that are a part of hip hop culture, and that's what adds into mm-hmm. it. And you know, because it's not just like, oh, I'm on, you know, I'm Alexander Hamilton. How's it going, kids? You know, it's right. it's, it's not like that. It's like actually like, hey. This is who I am. I'm going to be, you know, as raw as I need to be. I'm not going to, you know, belittle you and talk down to you like I'm a teacher and you're a student. I'm going to actually tell you who I am. And that's where, you know, he kicks it off, you know, and he talks about himself, you know, and it's, and, and that's where it kicks off. Because I, I believe, for me, hip-hop and rap music are, you know, the forefront. Even though it's the youngest form of music right now, I feel like it is one of the most best, uh, forms of art ever to be created. And I think you can tell with um, Miranda that he's, like, honestly a hip-hop fan. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, like, it's not just... And, and you know, Hamilton has his Broadway flavor, yes. too. Like, it's, yes. it's definitely Broadway. Yes. But the references that are in it, yes. the, the the things he drops, the way that the beats work, mm-hmm. you can tell that he's an aficionado. Like, oh, he's yeah. into hip-hop. Yeah, definitely. And the things he references, I think, are the things that he's into. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, definitely. Because even when he's on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, he always has him uh, on Tonight Show, because I think he's – I forgot he's not on a Late Show anymore. He's on Tonight Show. <laughs> and so when he's on uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, he does, like, those little uh, uh, skits with him where he has to, like, rap three different uh, – uh, things and so we like he's going like off the top of the dome and just saying like oh yeah this 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 and this and he just he, like it's like three of the most random things that won't be connected like one of them recently was uh harry potter something else and something else and i'm just like how in the world do you put that together and you know for him it's just like he's he's very good with words and he knows how to you know he knows how to use them to his advantage and that's what helps him out as well right i was as angela was talking i was thinking about um this is this is going to be kind of a, a backstory to the connection, but in a, in a writing class in undergrad, we were talking about in order to parody something, you have to love the source material. You have to yes. love it and know it really well. Um, or even if you don't love it, you have to respect it. And I think with Lynn manuel not that Hamilton is a parody, but what Angela was speaking to about, it doesn't come off as, you know, this is a rap and <laughs> right. it's going to be fun. You know, it's, yeah. it's actual, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. the actual oh. art form, right? right? Yeah. Um, you know, and again, you know, similar to, to reference again, um, rock operas like Jesus Christ Superstar where it wasn't just, we're going to make a musical and we're going to put some rock elements into it. It's no, this is, we're starting with this art form yeah. and, and making a musical theater piece out of it. Um, which, which again is why I think people um, are, are so drawn to it because it's not really uh, a genre that's been explored before in that, you know, in Broadway. And then on the other side of things too, what he's doing with it is, uh, I mean, the man's a genius. <laughs> you know, the man's yeah. a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, one of the things I liked reading was that the fastest song ever written for Broadway before Lin Manuel came along was written by Stephen Sondheim uh, for the musical Company, and that was in the mm-hmm. 70s. Yeah. Um, so for decades, right? It was yeah. it was this one song written by someone who's <laughs> totally different than Lin Manuel, right? And so people who who know what they're doing, not just in rap and hip hop, but in musical theater as well. Mm-hmm see that connection, you know, that Lin-Manuel also knows what he's doing. Definitely. Earlier this summer, Tish and I did a quick interview with um, two of our theater guys on campus, Tommy Hensel, who directs the Fine Art Performing Arts Center, and Craig Rosen, who is in charge of academic theater, both of whom, by the way, who are speaking in the library about Broadway, connecting it to Hamilton. If you're listening to this on YouTube or in iTunes, look for that. It'll be there. But one thing that they really also, the same way that 
you're talking about his respect for hip-hop and rap, they also could see and acknowledge his respect for Broadway itself. So there's so many references to all different parts of Broadway, and I feel like they really saw that, that like shown through to them in the same way um, some of the hip-hop references come through to the hip-hop fans, which, like you said, that's his genius. Like, it's, yeah. it works. It works where my mother-in-law, who's in her 60s, and me, who's in my 40s, and my daughter, who's nine years old, all love this musical, right? And that's kind of a magical thing to do. Yeah, definitely. So we've been talking a little bit about the technical aspects of why this show is so amazing, the music and the lyrics. But um, the content, the actual themes of this show, although it's historical and set in a very particular historical setting, Lin-Manuel Miranda clearly has... Um, bigger themes that he wants to explore, bigger, bigger political issues that he wants to touch on. Um, Amanda, will you talk a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. I think, um, well, from from just a, my personal perspective, I like the, the shows that touch on more than just, um, you know, the kind of song and dance, Moon June kind of, I mean, those are fun, um, but I enjoy shows, you know, Ragtime, Fiddler on the Roof, uh, Next to Normal, shows that have a lot of, uh, you know, deeper messages in them, and that's what Lin-Manuel, I think, has done with Hamilton, kind of, we were talking about earlier about how so many different people can connect because of their stories, um, so I think with what's going on in the culture right now, and Lynn manuel I think, is, is very aware of it, both because of his background, and just if you follow him on Twitter and Facebook and that kind of thing, you get a real sense of, of what he knows, um, you know, about our sociopolitical uh, stance right now. And so, um, you know, talking about the importance of, of immigrants, uh, you know, the line, immigrants, we get the job done. And I read somewhere that every time <laughs> that line comes on that there are people who cheer yes. um, because, you know, for you know, for a while now, we've been hearing a lot about immigrants and whether or not they are adding to the country, right? And so here's this incredibly popular musical where they say they reference multiple times how Hamilton's immigrant status um, actually you know makes him someone who was extremely important to founding America it wasn't somebody who was you know born here in America um, so I think that's one of the important social justice themes the include women in the sequel right with the Schuyler sisters yeah. and that became a Hillary Clinton meme and I'm not I'm not going for one political stance or the other here um, you know just just kind of pulling out what has been used by our culture, you know, in response to, to Lin-Manuel's messages. So, um, you know, there's been that. And then, again, like we referenced, you know, choosing to use actors of color um, for, for roles where, you know, obviously historically um, they would not have been people of color. I think that sends a huge message about um, not just their involvement in the theater world, but also um, I think Angela references like the changing makeup of our society, um, you know, but, but respecting the contributions of everybody. Um, And then I think just in general where Lin-Manuel has gone with that, I mean, he's become kind of a voice, um, you know, like Tish kind of referenced the different movements that are happening. And I think those are reflected in themes in Hamilton as well. Kind of that, you know, the, the uprising of just regular people, quote unquote, um, in addition to obviously the, the, um, political movers and shakers. Um, but even when the Tony Awards happened right after the shooting in Orlando and Lynn Manuel's speech about love is love is love has become another movement in and yep. of itself. Yep. So the man can't touch something without it becoming, Definitely. you know, like it's, it's <laughs> own entity. It's, it's own movement. And so, um, that's throughout Hamilton and I think just throughout, you know, what Lynn Manuel does. 
Yeah. You know, Leslie Odom Jr. has talked about how powerful it was for him when he first saw the musical to see three black men on a stage together mm-hmm. just laughing and having a good time. Like yeah. that, that for him was a moment. Mm-hmm. And and Lynn has talked about like the audience that he wants this musical to like go to that like he wants young people of color to see themselves reflected Mm -hmm. and you know when we think about Broadway we think about really white audiences and Mm -hmm. it's expensive Mm -hmm. to get a Broadway ticket and like if you can talk a little bit about that Angelo about how that might be impacting the experience of Broadway goers and and what that might mean yeah uh definitely and so um for me even with uh, Hamilton's coming to Chicago. Hopefully I can get a ticket soon. But um, the, the, I think, like, one of the biggest, you know, cons to it is, is kind of sort of how um, now with people buying tickets and how easily accessible they are to buy them, um, you know, what kind of is a, you know, a downfall is how people who don't even know the musical, they, they, they hear the hype of it, and so now they're going to go out and buy, like, the maximum eight tickets that they can get and then try to resell them. And that is what, you know, really, really sucks because, again, when we talk about um, different forms of art, you know, musical theater is one of the last ones on the list. And, you know, and, and, it, and it sucks when, uh, you know, people work so hard, like Lin-Manuel, Leslie Odom Jr., and, and all those people, and how – you know, for the people who are my age that want to go see it, because again, a lot of the musicals that, you know, people want to go see downtown is only, you know, upper class or even just, you know, you know, mature, you know, elderly people who have money to go see them. And that's the only people that are going. And so what uh, Lynn wants to do and has done, he's brought a younger audience to uh, the theater. And that's one of the bright, that's one of the greatest things ever, because even for me, um, I, musical theater wasn't on my list of things to go to when I was around the age of 15. And now I've seen so many people who are like 10 years old. They, you know, they say like, mommy, mommy, I want Hamilton tickets for my birthday. <laughs> R- really? What? You, you, you know, like they don't want a video game. They don't want, you know, the latest and greatest toy that's out. They want to go see a musical theater pr- production. H- how is that? How is that happening? And, you know, again, that, that, that shows credits to the, you know, the great, uh, company and all the people that were a part of, uh, making Hamilton what it what it was and what it is, and so uh, but again that's the pro of you know having people who are younger than the age of eighteen you know actually want to sit down and listen to you know and, and watch you know musical theater and that's one of the greatest things right now is musical theater and so hopefully people see what Hamilton is doing correctly because I mean it's, it's pretty much ninety nine point nine percent and you know it, 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 I see nothing wrong right now but you know the only downfall is how the hype is, you know, kind of sort of killing, you know, the ticket, you know, buying the buying the tickets. Right. Yeah. And as it goes to different cities and it <laughs> has longer stays, hopefully that becomes, you know, right. more accessible right. and the prices drop. That's eventually what, high that's what I'm will hoping. Be per- yeah. <laughs> and eventually high schools will be performing it, which I think, oh, yes. you know, listening to some of the other people who've been involved, like talk, talking to them about, like, being able to, you know, know that this is going to be in high school someday oh, and yeah. that, like, Young um, actors of color who, as you have both mentioned, like don't often have the opportunity to have, mm-hmm. you know, right. full um, plays that are really all about them and for them. Like, that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the online world that we live in now where there's a creative element to being a fan, right. where, like so many fans are taking mm-hmm. the songs, remaking them that's for themselves, so cool. mm-hmm. playing them in dorm rooms and yeah. colleges or mm-hmm. up in their bedrooms, you yeah. know, in high school. I think that's also a way that that 
folks are taking ownership that didn't quite happen in the past, right? right? Yeah, so. yeah. Even even one of the videos I saw on YouTube because like I try to I try to watch a couple things from Hamilton on YouTube, and uh, one of the things that I saw is kind of like. <laughs> um, it's kind of like like musical theater in the round type of thing. It's like a speech thing, and so I don't really know what that is. I saw it. Um, it was it was a it was a, like a troupe down in like Florida or something. I don't remember who it was, but um, they performed it, and they had like these like green prop muskets and everything. And I was just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. And it's just seeing you know these kids you know really invested into it like I was like oh my gosh these kids can literally go do a production right now and I would go buy a ticket like <laughs> right. whatever whatever yeah. whatever cost it was like because mm-hmm. again for them you know you, you can see their passion you can see that they were invested into it because someone decided to invest their time and even while they're in another musical at the time to make another musical that was going to be great and to you know pretty much help solidify and make roles for people that are of color or even minorities and different you know genders and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, thank you both for coming in. Are there any closing thoughts that you have? I, I don't know how to summarize. I, I don't know how to summarize talking about Lin Manuel because, like, every time you bring him up or bring up Hamilton, there's just more and more to say. So, I guess I would just encourage people who haven't listened to it yet to do that. It's great that it's successful in its full format. I think it's missing only a short scene. So, yeah. um, come to the library, go to the bookstore, you know, yeah. um, go online wherever you can find it, but listen to it and, and you'll find a message for yourself in there too. Definitely. I mean, even yeah. for me again, you know, even if you can't get to Marine Valley's, uh, uh, library, try to find it at your local library because, again, that's what they're here for, and they'll help you find it in a different library and even bring it to you. Um, again, Hamilton is one of the greatest, you know, things to ever be created. Thank you, Lynn Melorinda, if you're listening, hopefully. <laughs> your town was amazing. I'm going to tell you that right then and there. I've, I've, ne- I've never wanted to be Hercules Mulligan my entire life be- until now, so... That's gonna be like that's my yes, that's my number one that's my number one role right now. We're gonna put that on a T-shirt. Yes, yes, Yes. thank you. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, with that, thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having us.